5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. Hi, darling. Mum here. Many happy returns. It's been 50 wonderful years. Love you lots. Bye. Hi, Dave. Have a great day, Dave. You've been a joy to be with and, and, and have as a son, and I'm looking forward to our trip to New Orleans. Hi, love you. <laughs> oh, boy. He's not the only one, Lloyd. I can tell you that. <laughs> See, I was saying last week, well, it was only a matter of time before we got Lloyd on the show. We, we, we did it. We were just waiting for the right moment. <laughs> and right. the occasion of your 50th birthday proved the, the precisely right moment. Now that he's off the mark, he's got to do three hours next time. Yeah, that, well, we just wanted to test him out. Sound pretty good, I thought. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> See you tonight. <laughs> Um, more messages to come, big fella, too. Oh, so just uh, hold on to your hat there. Uh, um, SA Health has announced that it's going to discontinue its women's and children's hospital teething gel. It contains the drug lidocaine. Um, the US Food and Drug Administration has uh, recommended against using gels that contain lidocaine since 2014. It's been ongoing here. Upon the announcement, there were as an outpouring of people unhappy on the Women's and Children's Hospital Facebook page, and we're getting a bit of that sentiment coming through on the uh, the Telstra Store Mount Barker text line at the moment. I just read a couple of texts about this. One says, overdose on teething gel? What were the parents doing? Letting the baby suck on the tube? There is more to this story, surely. Another person, uh, James, says, why is the teething gel? Why wh- With the teething gel, why is it that they can't just say... The parents of the kids that overdosed on it are clearly just morons, as opposed to banning it for everyone because of the stupid actions of a few. A lot of people swear by the page that this is the only one that works for their kid. If you're in that camp and you you can't believe this decision or you used it, 8223 0000 is the number. You can text us on the Telstra Store Mount Barker as well. Um, we've got a couple of people from SA Health to talk about why this decision uh, was settled on. Uh, Usha Ritchie is a pharmacist. Usha, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, just take us through lidocaine. What's the problem with it? Um, so the problem with lidocaine is that actually if it's used just as, as it's intended, so it's just rum, dobs and gums, it's really unlikely to cause any harm. But we do know that if it's taken in too much, as with most medicines, if you take anything with too much, um, there is that potential for, for harm. Um, and in the situation of lidocaine for infant teething, um, we've come to recognise that internationally everyone is moving away from this product, uh, recognising that there's just not enough information for us to continue justifying its use for infant teething um, and in the balance of the fact that there have been some serious adverse effects overseas. But isn't that the same as saying that, I'm sure there's, there's kids that have died from being given too much baby Panadol. Uh, Absolutely. So in in the sense of all products carry risk, I think the difference with Panadol is that it has a clear role. The evidence behind it, um, we know that it has a role for pain relief and we know that it has a role for um, for fever management. Um, Lidocaine, I'm sure it's a really hard argument because a lot of people's personal experience with this product is the fact Mm. that it has been really effective. um, Mm. And you know, that's a really hard thing to, to, to justify. But in the sense of what our role is in SA Health is that we have an obligation to look at the big picture and internationally and um, our practice is now considered outdated and, and nobody's using a 2% lidocaine gel for infant teething um, and there's just not enough evidence, published evidence, um, to prove it's actually effective. And I, I realise that for the person on the ground, me, myself, having used it, um, that's a really difficult thing for a lot of people to understand. Yeah, okay. we use it too. Thank you for that, Usha. Usha Ritchie, a pharmacist. Let's um, move the conversation on to what the alternatives now are for parents. Natasha Clark is a child health specialist. Morning to you, Natasha. Good morning. So lots of parents texting us on the Facebook page and elsewhere saying, well, hang on, I've tried everything else. This is the only one that worked. What do I do now? What do you say to them? 
look, it's what we want to do is reassure parents that teething is, an, is a natural process for all children from six months. However, there are alternatives to using the teething gel, including teething rings that they could pop in the fridge that helps to cool and soothe gums. They could also use a wet, cold cloth that their baby could uh, chew on. And they could also use their own finger that's nice and clean and rub the gums as well. Mm. Also, an alternative is, is some paracetamol and ibuprofen. Um, they could offer some of that as well. We do suggest, you know, if that's a, a regular occurrence with the paracetamol for a GP, just to check the baby over, though, just to make sure nothing else is going on physically for that child. What about a, what about Bongella, Natasha? Is that is that any good? Do you think? No, we we at um, CAS don't recommend any form of teething gel whatsoever. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There is a um, also a drug, and this might be a question for USA to to answer, being the pharmacist. But there is a, a drug facilitating um, Bongella that is not ideal for babies to absorb either. Okay. Can, well, can I put a theory out there? This is a, 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 to use a slightly quaint and sexist term, an old wives' tale. But I know that a lot of people in the Greek community say that um, they use ouzo on kids' gums when they're when they're teething, and I think that the aniseed is like the active ingredient or one of the ingredients in, in things the alcohol, like Bongella. Have you ever heard that one? Um, no, and obviously, you know, we're, we're a research-based um, um, organisation, so, you know, we certainly follow guidelines that's all based on research. So I certainly haven't heard that one from uh, families that I've been involved with, no. Okay, right, thank I'm you for that. certainly not advocating <laughs> no, that we... Yeah, interesting question. You know, thank you, Natasha. Just on the question <laughs> of Bongella, <laughs> let's, let's um, ask uh, Usha Ritchie, the pharmacist, that. Usha, you got a, a take on Bongella? Uh, so uh, basically, as your health is moved away from using all teething gels, okay. and um, I guess our stance with Bongella is that actually for a long time now we haven't recommended products with salicylates. Um, again, if people use too much of them, we know that there's the potential for some serious adverse effects. Um, the active ingredient in Bongella is a product that's related to aspirin, and we moved away from using aspirin in children a long time ago. Mm. Uh, just need to be reassuring, of course, you know, the risks are low when you're just rubbing a product on the gums, um, but we do know that people um, sometimes use more than intended or the children get hold of things that they shouldn't, um, and we don't agree that that risk is worth taking because there's just not enough information to say they have a clear role. Well, thank you for that, Usha. I think the sum of all that is that in future aspirin Uzo and Scotch will be the uh, topical relief for parents with teething children. Uh, thank you to Usha Ritchie, pharmacist, and Natasha Clark, child health specialist. It's probably fair to say Natasha didn't sound particularly impressed by that question, so I apologise. <laughs> well, I was really interested in knowing the answer. I really worried families' essay are going to be waiting on the veranda when I get home after work. Yeah, especially when you're buying Uzo six bottles at a time at the moment. All right, let's... Uh... Yes. So, well, some, most of it's for us. Yeah. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows, and this is one we think you're going to love. God bless everybody. I'm Corey Cambridge, host of OPP, which stands for Other People's Podcast. On OPP, I sit down and interview America's top podcasters to learn more about them, the dope shows they created. In every episode, they even share with me their top three favorite podcasts. Check out my latest episode with Aaron Almond Updike and Aaron Welsh, host of the amazing podcast, by searching OPP with Corey Cambridge on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.